I hated New England Tom Brady. Um, I despised him greatly. Uh, I thought he was the devil. Um, but now that he's gone to Tampa and, you know, he's had some success there and he's opened up a little bit more, I don't really mind him anymore. And, the, like, I, I kind of like him. And I hate to admit that, but it's true. Like, as long as he's not in New England, he can keep winning Super Bowls as long as he wants. This is Big Man Bets, the first ever Big Man Bets episode. You are a part of history right now. This is the football show that's going to cover the hot topics. We're going to give you your gambling fix as well. And we're going to protect you because look at my guys right here. Let's bring them in. Nick Mangold, Orlando Pace, straight out of both Kettering, Ohio for you, Nick, and Sandusky, Ohio, the Ohio State University, a Super Bowl champion, seven-time Pro Bowler, Orlando. Uh, yeah, the Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fame. Seven-time Pro Bowler yourself, Nick. And uh, yeah, 225,000 Twitter followers, Nick Mangold. You are popular in social media. Welcome, gentlemen, to the first ever episode. I, I know you're you're feeling the excitement right now. I can see it. I love the Twitter followers. <laughs> These are our people. We got seven big topics in our lineup to start today. We'll get to all the games of the first weekend of the season for 2021. And we'll also take a little look at college football as well as we peek at the Heisman race, which is off and running. Let's start with a guy you both are incredibly familiar with. You both played against him, of course, in Tom Brady. Orlando, you lost to him in 2001. Uh, Brady, by the way, was a rookie in 2000. So, Orlando, you beat him to the league. Uh, Nick, you, of course, jumped in in 2006. Uh, but so here we go with Tom going for a back-to-back. -back. I mean, should he have just retired and gone out on top? I mean, really, how? what were the chances you were going to go down to Tampa, make it Tampa, and win it? Uh, Nick, I guess I'll start with you here. Should he have walked out, or is it just, you know, hey, maybe he should just play until he's 50 years old? I mean, the way he's going right now, he might as well play until he's 50. Um, you know, I, and it's funny. I hated New England Tom Brady. Um, I despised him greatly. Uh, I thought he was the devil. Um, but now that he's gone to Tampa and, you know, he's had some success there and he's opened up a little bit more, I don't really mind him anymore. And, the, like, I, I kind of like him. And I hate to admit that, but it's true. Like, as long as he's not in New England, he can keep winning Super Bowls uh, as long as he wants. Yeah, Orlando, yeah, I, do you, you like him? I, I, you know what? I agree with Nick uh, to a point when, you know, obviously he beat us in 2001 for that Super Bowl that kind of started that Patriots dynasty. So I didn't like him for a number of years. But then just watching him over the past couple of years and when he went to Tampa and, and you're sitting there thinking, I've been retired for 10 years. He beat us in 2001 and this guy's still winning championships. Uh, nothing but the ultimate respect for a guy like that who could still play at a high level the way he's played and win championships. And everybody thought it was Belichick uh, who had the secret sauce with, with, with New England. And, and to come to find out, it's Tom who, who has that championship swagger and he took it down to Tampa. I, I love that you just went into that argument. Of who was more important, Belichick or Brady? It's always bothered me. Like, of course, it's the player over the coach. Come on. Does anybody want to argue? Do you want to have a rebuttal for that, it, Nick? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's both. I think Tom and Bill were the perfect storm. I think those two coming together at the time that they did, 
made it work. Do I think Bill is a great coach? Yes. I, I went against him for 11 years. I know, you know, what his teams do. Um, and so I, I think as a whole, he's a great coach. I think Tom is also unworldly where he's just amazingly good. So the fact that those two came together at the exact same time, um, you know, I, I think created that perfect storm that got him there. And I think it, the big test this year is how the Patriots do with a rookie QB. Um, it, it will be a good testament to, you know, what Bill is able to do. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. But I want to bring in the connection of Tom to you two because uh, Orlando, you guys were 14 and two. That team was the greatest show on turf. You were a 14-point favorite in the Super Bowl. I'm really digging in here. And that was the biggest upset in the Super Bowl since Super Bowl three, Nick, when the Jets beat the Colts 16 to seven. You didn't know that we were going to go down that road here on Big Man Bet. Look at that connection right there. Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, you know, obviously we didn't know at the time. We're thinking, oh, he's a backup quarterback, Tom Brady. Who is this guy? He's a six-round pick. You know, we're going to roll our hats out here, you know, win by 21 points easy and, and be celebrating in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously they came out into Bill Belichick, you know, obviously his scheme against us, uh, he was dropping eight back, rushing three uh, to, to try to slow down our passing attack. It worked. They almost ran out of gas. I joked with those guys uh, at the end. Once we made our adjustments as an offense, uh, you know, obviously Adam Vinatieri kicks that field goal that sends us, back to the locker room crying, but, uh, you know, it was a great game. Uh, you know, it, you know, losing the Super Bowl was tough. Uh, but that, that, again, that started Tom's, uh, dynasty and the Patriot way and, and, and all that. So. Y'all picking Tampa this year, back to back. You know what? I'm not, I think it's, uh, I know the year we won it, um, in, in 1999, uh, um, you know, obviously it's tough because every week, week in and week out, you're going to get every team's best shot. You know, everybody's going to be gearing up to beat Tom in, in, in Tampa. And then some of those guys, you know, they, they, you know, health is a big key, a key factor to that too. So hopefully they stay healthy, but it's so tough to repeat in this, in, in the NFL because the grind of another 16 week season, uh, and they're and taking everybody's best shot. Yeah, I, I'm not taking it. Um, I, I know, uh, you should never bet against Tom Brady because it, it gets you in trouble. But I just think the, you know, the magic in a bottle twice is just going to be impossible. I, I don't know. I mean, like Orlando was saying, you know, injuries are going to come and, and play a part. Um, and so that's going to be a big thing. Um, and you get everyone's best shot. I just don't see him repeating. Um, it, it would be a shock to me. All right, let's move on topic two. And we're going to, go over to Nick's Jets and it's been super interesting. Zach Wilson was the worst quarterback in the history of football. They made a huge mistake and now there's a lot of excitement about Zach and his partnership with a new head coach and Robert Salah. There's you got a rookie head coach, you've got a rookie quarterback. You had the same thing in Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. You got the same thing going on in Jacksonville uh, with Urban. Of course, uh, the Jets by the way have not made the playoffs in uh, that would be 10 years. Uh, Nick, we both have seen rookie quarterbacks come in, but maybe we dial back to the Jets and here comes this new toy in Mark Sanchez. And here's a rookie QB with a lot of expectations and playing in New York. Let's throw that in there. I mean, how much pressure 
Is it extra being that high pick and also playing for a Jets team that is starving for something good? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a ton of pressure being here in New York. And, you know, I think when you look back to a similar situation with Rex and Sanchez, um, you know, they, they came into completely different teams. Um, you know, Sanchez had a fantastic team around him, um, you know, myself included, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we were, we were very close to um, having success in 2008 with Brett Favre uh, and then having the injury. So that was a, a very veteran team. Uh, that there was very solid grounding for him where it was kind of just don't mess it up and we'll be fine. Um, I don't know what this team is that Zach's coming into. Um, you know, they, they have some good pieces. The defense looks pretty decent. Uh, but with a shortened preseason, you know, only having three games, you don't get to see a lot. Uh, they rested the third game. So, you know, really only two games of, of real action. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And I don't know what's going to happen. I do love the excitement of a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback coming together uh, here in New York. You know, you, you want good things, but I think there is a ton of pressure and I, I hope that, you know, they're managing it inside the building where, Hey, listen, you don't have to win every game for us. You just need to keep improving. And if they do that, uh, you know, they'll be okay. I, I don't expect a lot for this season. Uh, I'm expecting more in year three or four. Orlando, do you make anything out of the rookie head coach and rookie quarterback? I'll, I'll give one stat here. I mean, if you go back to 1970, teams that started with a coach with no head coaching experience and a quarterback with no starting experience, they made the playoffs four times. That's a high bar for the Jets this year. Uh, but, hey, that division, is it, it's its interesting right now, at, at least. What, what, what do you make of the head coach who's never done it before along with a rookie QB? It, it, I think it's a, a recipe for a tough season. Uh, obviously, it would be some it would be some growing pains, uh, both on the quarterback and the and the off, I mean the head head coach, just because they they haven't done it before. Obviously, they they're they're walking into a situation where now it becomes your job as a as a rookie quarterback to lead a team and be a leader. And there's so much so many different things that's happening in his world. Uh, and then a new coach, uh, he's not familiar with running his own scheme, running his own team, uh, the, the players, everything that comes along with that could make for a tough season. Uh, the best thing that they could do is have some veteran guys on their team and then have some veteran coaches on their staff to help get them through that season. But for the most part, uh, to your point, four teams have made it since 1970 or something. Uh, it's it's going to be tough trend for, for the Jets and, and, and Jacksonville as well. So, Yeah, and we can jump right there. Let, let's look at Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick. And of course, Orlando, you were a number one pick back in the day with the St. Louis Rams. And I mean, look, Trevor, everybody knew he was going to be in this position for a long, long time. Interesting training camp battle with Gardner Minshew, of course, has now gone to Philly. Uh, but what kind of pressure being that number one guy? You're the best player coming in. We want immediate success. Orlando, do you think he's feeling all of that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but if you're the number one player um, and, and, you, and he's been touted, you know, in this position for probably two or three years now, the expectations are higher, but he, he, I would imagine uh, like myself, he has high expectations for himself and wants, and, and wants to go out there and have success uh, as a quarterback in that organization. I think it's important for them to put the pieces around him for him to have success with, with receivers, offensive line, everybody that they can to, to have to go out there in that first year and not take a ton of sacks and get beat up, but go out there and play really good football and, 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 
uh, Urban Meyer has to put him in that situation where he can uh, he can make some plays and have some have success. Nick, would you rather be a Jet or a Jaguar right now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I obviously I'm going to stick with my Jets, but I do, uh, you know, being the first overall pick, um, you know, on a personal side, I'm glad that Trevor's down in Jacksonville and not New York. Um, you know, we've heard so much more about, I think, Zach Wilson, the number two pick. Then we have Trevor, and I think that's a, the main reason between New York and Jacksonville. You know, he's able to kind of hide down there a little bit, and, uh, you know, I hope that gives him a little bit less pressure. Obviously, he has it within Jacksonville and within the organization, but I think nationally, um, you know, he's in a, in a much better spot uh, just for media uh, and limiting his exposure where, you know, Zach is getting thrusted into the, you know, you're the media capital of the world, New York city. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see how those two go, you know, one and two, both starting rookies, uh, and see how those teams end up. Orlando, you want to fight back and say the St. Louis media was super tough. It says, Hey, don't, don't sleep on, uh, Ram slash Cardinal slash middle of American nation. No. Trust, trust me, Trevor Lawrence will have a much easier road in terms of uh, the media, and opposed to having 10 guys at your, at your presser, and in New York, Zach will have 30 or 40 guys asking him, hey, why'd you throw that pass the way you threw that pass? And, you know, and the pressure that in that media market in New York uh, can ruin some guys if you're not strong enough. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Trevor, with all the high expectations, he's in a much better spot because the media pressure is a quarter of what it can be in, uh, in New York. Nick, you did a good job getting that media on your side, probably because you played well, <laughs> but you, you must, you must have had some other strategy as well. I just tricked him. That's all I can do. Uh, you know, I, I played Jedi mind tricks, the little magic. The next thing you know, uh, they were, they were eating out of my hand. Well done. Well done. Hey, let's look at the rookie of the year. And I know it's super early. We haven't seen any games uh, looking forward to the, the bucks and the Cowboys getting it going here, but uh, you know, look all pressure on the quarterback and three guys are getting an opportunity out of the gates here in Trevor, who we mentioned and Zach and, and also Mac Jones, um, who's going to start in new England. That was an interesting development. You, you guys have watched these guys play in college. Does anybody jump out at you? Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, or maybe, you know, you might want to look at a running back like Najee Harris or perhaps Kyle Pitts. There's a lot of bloom around him coming in as well. For me, I'm a, I'm a little biased, uh, you know, obviously, and I don't know if Nick was going with this pick as well. Uh, Justin Fields uh, in Chicago, I think he's in, he's in a prime position to have success. It's just a matter of time when, uh, when they put him in that starting lineup, uh, he'll have success. He have, they have a great defense that can protect a young quarterback like, like Justin he has some really good attributes in terms of getting out of pocket, making some throws, and just everything that I that I watched this preseason. He seemed like he he's gotten better from his last snap at Ohio State. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, in that national championship game, but he seemed like he's improved his passing, uh, and he's a he's a heck of an athlete. So I can't wait to watch uh, watch him play this season. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, uh, Chicago does have that fantastic defense, and it's, it's great spot for him. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for when he gets his, his chance to go. The other one I'm looking at is Mac Jones. Um, you know, New England does have a great defense as well. Um, and, you know, I think with Bill's coaching, uh, you could be put in a, a pretty good situation. So 
between those two, um, you know, and I hate, you know, picking anybody for New England. It does me dirty. But, um, you know, I, I think Mac Jones is probably in, in one of the best positions um, uh, to be successful as a rookie. Defensively, does anyone excite you? Uh, Patrick Sertan out of Alabama is getting some serious love. He's got pick six in the preseason. J.C. Horn, I mean, he covered literally everyone at South Carolina, which is interesting. Uh, Micah Parsons is being counted on down in Dallas. There's a there's a Big Ten guy for you out of Penn State. Anybody excite you defensively? Yeah, I, I, I like the Parsons kid out of Penn State, man. I think he had a had a great college career. Uh, I think he could have some success. He's a fast linebacker. Uh, you know, obviously they put him in, in, in a position to to either rush or cover. Uh, he could do it all. So looking forward to see, you know, his progress and how well he does. Uh, I remember watching a few games uh, last year in the Big Ten, and, and you know, obviously he he did really well. So excited to see. He, he, he's probably the front runner along with Sertain. See, I'm not as nice as Orlando. I don't care for defense, so I do not care what those people do over there. Um, I, I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to look at them. Uh, so I'm going to shy away from anything defensively because I just don't care about them. Yeah, that's... Go ahead, you notice right. I didn't go anybody defensive line. I went linebacker, maybe a cornerback. <laughs> guys, that we don't see that often. Uh, you know, obviously defensive lineman is the no-go for me too. Oh, yeah, hey. no-go. Definitely not. That, that's the honesty you're going to get on big man bets. Thank you for tuning in and keep it right here, by the way, as we move to uh, your Rams, Orlando. Uh, look, you play with Kurt Warner when he won an MVP. A lot of, lot of juice around Matthew Stafford. He's finally out of Detroit. It, you, you give him a chance of having perhaps uh, leading the Rams to a Super Bowl and, and, and winning an MVP. That would be wild, but perhaps it's on the table for him. The dude's super talented. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about my Rams this year. I think uh, Sean McVay has, uh, has done a really good job. Now he has – he's an offensive-minded coach. Now he has this quarterback that he went out and grabbed, and they made a big deal uh, to bring him in, into the fold. Uh, it's probably the most talent that he's played with outside of Calvin Johnson in terms of their receiving core. Uh, offense is, is um, you know, those weapons out there that, he, that he'll be playing with this year. And then with the play calling to McVay – um, it's, it's really a perfect recipe, only if we can keep him healthy. I know he's he struggled with some back issues in the past and staying healthy in the past, but I really want to see him on a, on a good team where he could really show, show, showcase some of the tools that he has in terms of his arm strength and his ability to throw the ball. So excited to, to see, uh, you know, what he's going to be able to do this year under that, that high-powered offense. You buy him, Nick? but. I, I'm intrigued. Um, I'm not buying it uh, as much. Um, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, even in Detroit, having Calvin Johnson, where you just throw it anywhere and, and he'd catch it for you. Uh, you know, they never seem to get over the hump. Um, and so I, I just, I don't know. I like, I like him as a guy, um, but I just, I don't think he's that elite quarterback that we all want him to be. Um, and we all blame Detroit. But I think, you know, now the stint with the Rams, it, it, it's going to kind of show that he's kind of middle-of-the-road quarterback, and which is fine. He's made a great career. I've made a bunch of money. Uh, but I just – I don't know if he has it to put it over the hump. 
this, this is our first show, and so I, I'm learning you guys, but I could just tell with the look on Nick's face that he was not buying Matthew Stafford. Like, this is, uh, yeah, no. Uh, you, this is too much noise on a guy who did not win enough, and it's got to be partly his problem. Uh, all right, hey, let's look at the blind side. Orlando, uh, and then we'll get to snaps, Nick, for you. But uh, who, when you look at the quarterbacks this year, rookies, vets, uh, whose blind side uh, do, do you think you really need to protect the most that just absolutely has to have, you know, everything going well for him to have success? And on the other side, like, who, who do you need to protect the least? You know what? I, I, and I'll say this, uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Steelers fan. I do like Mike Tomlin. But Big Ben uh, is one of those guys that probably needs the protection the most. And I say that because I know they lost two or three offensive linemen, and he's an aging quarterback. That is not a good combination for somebody who's late in his career, who just lost their left tackle, uh, one of their guards. So I would say he probably needs the protection the most, uh, I would say, just from, from that standpoint. Um, and and uh, I would say the least, hmm, that's, a, that's a tough, tough one. Um, Lamar Jackson probably, you know, obviously, because Lamar is one of those guys that's going to run, even if it breaks down. Uh, the, the, you know, a, a defensive end gets loose or something like that. He'll make a play. Um, and also Patrick Mahomes, who just, who's special with the ball and what he can do with the ball. So those two guys probably need protection the least because they get rid of it so quick. But uh, yeah, I think Big Ben out in, in Pittsburgh, uh, losing those offensive linemen, he needs a lot of protection. Nick, let's get under center here. Whose hands would you love to have just right <laughs> under your old butt there and getting ready for a, there it is. Uh, who, who, who would you love to be snapping the ball to this year? You know, I think for me, uh, it would be a lot of fun to, to snap the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I think his, his moxie, his swag, um, I think he's got a very dry humor which would be a lot of fun. I, I, I had uh, the opportunity to play with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who also had that uh, sense of dry humor. And, and you know, he was, he was an old man as well. And so, um, you know, th that was a lot of fun. And I think Aaron Rodgers would just take it, you know, two steps further. Um, you know, he's also, you know, slinging it down the field, but making jokes along the way. And I, I think that would be a, a riot. Y'all buying Green Bay? Ooh. Um, it's a tough one for me. I know, I know Rogers was a little bitter this off season. I don't know if that'll spill over into the regular season, um, in terms of his, his attitude towards the, the organization. I don't think that last presser, uh, was, was a good indication of what this season will be. Uh, I know they were trying to kiss and make up and, and it didn't, I, I know it wasn't believable for me. So it'll be, it'll be a wait and see approach for me to see how well they do this season. I, you just can't bet against Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I, I think even with all the issues with the organization, I, I still think he cares about his, his teammates and his coaches. And, you know, that's enough for me to say, you know, Green Bay is still going to be at the top. Well, that's a perfect transition into our pick segment. We've got six games on the board for you. We'll get to the Packers in a second, but let's start with the Steelers and the Bills, maybe the last season of Big Ben. I think that feels about right, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Buffalo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Josh Allen, uh, incredible year last year. He went from 24th to 4th uh, in quarterback ranking. That was a hell of a jump, and he got paid for it. Are we buying the Bills? Uh, minus six-and-a-half here. Who, what do you, how do you think this starts out for the Steelers and Buffalo? I, I, I Six-and-a-half, you know, you got to – 
win by a touchdown. I, I don't think that's going to happen in the, the first game here. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I think you're knocking the rust off of both offenses. Um, so I, I'm taking Pittsburgh plus six and a half. Um, but I still think the Bills are going to win. I agree. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think defensive battles on both ends, both defenses are back. And normally the defense, the offense is at this stage of the, of the season. So I look for a low scoring defensive battle. And, and I got and I got the uh, the Bills winning as well. Close one. All right. Uh, let's let's do Arizona and Tennessee. By the way, the Titans are my sleeper. Super Bowl pick Julio coming over. Let's go, Derrick Henry. Come on, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they're a three point favorite against Arizona, who a lot of people have out of the playoffs. First game, by the way, for J.J. Watt. Anybody got the Cardinals here? Anybody want to step up and say they can uh, cover the three at least, or maybe even beat the Titans on the road? Nah, I'm no, not, I'm I think it's going to be. A, I, th- I think it's going to be a blowout between Brown and, and and Jones, Julio, that new pickup they have, man, and, and, and Derrick Henry in the backfield. They'll, they're going to be a tough, tough team to beat this this year, especially early on uh, in Tennessee. Yeah, I I, I, I like the Titans in this one. Um, I just I don't see. I don't like uh, West Coast teams traveling east, um, and you know this one's starting out that way. You know, first game of the season, um, and the the power that uh, the Titans have offensively, but then also the the mind of Frable and his defense. I think it's going to be too much for him. Let's move on to Ohio. By the way, I should know this, but were you guys Browns or Bengals fans growing up, or neither? I, I was more of a Browns fan. I'm Northern Ohio. I know I was more of a Browns fan. And, uh, you know, obviously, John Elway broke my heart a few times there with the drive and Ernest Bonner with the fumble. So I remember oh. all those things. I'm scarred as a kid watching the Browns. Uh, well, I had the Bengals. And, you know, I'm just as scarred. Um, you know, that 49ers game was terrible. So uh, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, not you just went right, right right into my childhood, Sam Weish, and I actually felt bad for the Browns. I think everybody did, even though I was grew up in Chicago as a Bears fan. Which, by the way, thank you for your one year in Chicago, Orlando. But all right, the the, the Browns are playing Kansas City. The Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite. Casey, though, you know they were six and two at home last year for the record, but they only covered three of those games. And second half last year, they weren't covering much at all. Uh, Nick, let me start with you here. You can Cleveland cover six and a half? No, I'm riding the, the Chiefs on this one. Uh, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes coming back, uh, you know, he's already said that he wants to be, you know, even better than he's ever been. Uh, so I think he put that work in this offseason. You know, they've made some good moves. Uh, I think it's going to be a blowout at home. Um, and so I'm taking the, the Chiefs minus six and a half. Orlando? Yeah, same here. Even though I'm a, a, a you know, a child, my childhood Brown, uh, a childhood Brown fan, uh, I think they will have a great year. Just week one will be a tough one for them going to Kansas City, uh, facing that high-powered offense. Uh, it could be a route. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. All right, to New Orleans we go. Well, specifically Jacksonville, and uh, prayers for everybody who been dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. They had to move the game for the Packers and the Saints, which made a lot of sense. Uh, Green Bay's a four-point favorite. We were just touching on them. Saints are missing Michael Thomas. Their offensive line is banged up. And you've got Jameis coming in here. Some people are with Jameis. Some people are not. I actually happen to be with Jameis. But, Orlando, what do you think here? Packers are a four-point favorite. 
You know what? Uh, I am with Jameis as well, man. And this is my surprise sleeper pick of the week, man. I, I like I like the Saints uh, to, to, to cover. I think it's going to be a closer game. I actually think they're going to win the game. So I'm going with the Saints. Uh, I'm riding the, the Jameis train as well. Um, I think Lazik has done wonders for him. Um, <laughs> it was a big step. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not buying the Saints on this one. You know, having to deal with uh, the devastation of Ida, uh, moving the game and everything, I think minds are going to be distracted um, and the team just isn't going to be ready to play as a whole. Um, so I, I still like the Packers on this one. Um, you know, I, I just think Aaron, especially Aaron Rodgers coming in uh, with all the turmoil over the offseason, wants to prove everybody, uh, prove to everybody that, you know, he's right uh, and everyone else is wrong. So I, I think it's going to be uh, definitely the Packers. All right, let's do the Bears and the Rams. We'll stay in the NFC North. And uh, Nick, you already dog Matthew Stafford, but are you bold <laughs> enough to pick the Bears on the road on Sunday night? It's at seven and a half. That line keeps moving up. Nobody thinks that uh, the Red Rifle Andy Dalton is walking in there. Or you you actually complimented the Bears' defense. I'm a little more skeptical. But do they cover seven and a half? Uh, no, I, I, I do like the Bears' defense. I think it, Justin Fields' plays, that would change the, the game a bit. But rolling in with Andy Dalton um, is not going to cut it in L.A. So uh, I'm, I'm riding with the Rams. Yeah, me, me too. I think uh, and defensively, Aaron Donald, who's a monster in the middle, uh, Jalen Ramsey on the back end, uh, will be trouble for the red rifle, Andy Dalton, uh, there. It'll be uh, – it'll be, and then obviously that get that offense rolling a little bit. Um, uh, I got the Rams and, uh, to cover. Did the Bears call here? you guys looking for offensive linemen? Because uh, they're, they're picking up 39-year-old guys who are – fishing i never i won't go down the bears train right now uh all right Let, let's do the ravens and the raiders monday night football uh hey welcome to welcome to las vegas with fans that'll be sweet tickets are, are very expensive people are traveling to see their favorite teams going to uh, las vegas which makes a whole lot of sense but a four and a half pick uh, four and a half point favorite the ravens are um nick what do you think uh, so I'm looking at this one, and I'm shocked that it's only four and a half. I, I think the Ravens are going to dominate this game. Um, you know, I, I think the the Los Angeles or Las Vegas Raiders struggle with home field advantage um, because you know no one in Vegas really cares. So you have a bunch of people traveling in uh, to see their team play and to also get a little bit of the the Vegas fun. So I think it might be a skewed home game for the Ravens. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to come out balling. Uh, so I'm hammering uh, the uh, Ravens easily at minus four and a half. Orlando, you believe in Gruden? Uh, not so much, man. I, I think Lamar Jackson will be too much. Uh, it'll be a heavy dose of, of, of Lamar Jackson and that offense. I know he's, he's, he's ready for a big year. Uh, and I don't think they have enough to stop him, uh, that offensive power of Lamar Jackson, that offense. All right, we've reached the moment of truth here and this is our bet of the week lock it in and we're going to do a season long tally pace versus mangled mangled versus pace we're figuring out exactly what uh, the prize is going to be I think we might have a trophy but we're working on that but uh, Orlando why don't you go first here give us your lock uh, of the week and yes again we will be keeping track and and uh, the pressure is officially on go ahead 
my lock of the week is uh, Kansas City over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they'll just come out and just uh, high-powered offense. Uh, opening day, Patrick Mahomes, everybody's back. Uh, they're, they're better from last year. They didn't get a chance to win that chip again. So uh, that's my lock of the week. Feel like uh, you're just talking to young Orlando and, and some, <laughs> some some moments that are of hurt that you still are, are getting to to unlock. Yeah, I haven't so, quite bought into the Browns yet, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what do you got? Well, I actually, I got a point of order here. Are we going uh, just money line or are we going spread? I, I think we got to put the spread in here if we're going lock of the week. Like it's, it, this is the okay. high power pressure moment here. We can't. There's no easy way I out. Got, I got it. Uh, like I was saying, I think the line is ridiculous. Uh, so I'm, I'm running with it. I'm taking the Ravens minus four and a half over the Raiders. Um, I, I just don't see that being close. And so that is, that's my lock of the week. Lock it in. Uh, I'm going one and over this week. And then that allows you to enjoy the weekend until you wait all the way till Monday night. The excitement builds. There we go. All right. Ravens and the Chiefs are our locks as uh, again, keeping track and it'll be a lot of fun to see who comes out on top on this one. College corner. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Uh, all right. Let's look at the Heisman guys. Uh, we got week one is in the books. Uh, some have uh, like DJ Ui Ungalele was supposed to be the guy, but he went 19 to 37, lost to Georgia, so that's out. Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma, 30 of 39. Bryce Young uh, threw four touchdowns uh, versus the U for Alabama. C.J. Stroud, if we want to go Buckeyes, uh, feel free. He's with, he was uh, around 10 to 1, depending on uh, where you look at the bets. And by the way, all our betting, go to win bet. And uh, yes, that is where we get all our betting for big man bets, W-I-N-N-B-E-T dot com. Uh, picks on the Heisman. Who's jumping out at you, if anyone? This is the way too early Heisman selection right here, right? After week one, uh, which is tough. I think that I think the uh, the favorite going into it is Bryce Young. Um, you know, obviously, uh, just what he's done in Alabama uh, this past week against Miami, uh, throwing four touchdowns was, uh, you know, obviously he's going he's going to be in the spotlight week in and week out. Uh, he has some some weapons on the outside, big big offensive line up front of him. So if he just continues to play that well, uh, you know, he's the way too early favorite to win the Heisman this year. I love the uh, the way too early because it is so true. Uh, the one that intrigues me right now in the way too early is Matt uh, what is it, Coral or Corral uh, down at Old Miss. Um, he was for a while there. He I think he was plus three thousand or so, something like that. Don't quote me on the number, um, but he's moved up to plus a thousand. Um, so I, I feel like betters are starting to jump on him, and so at least the top three. As long as Old Miss keeps playing well, like they did, uh, now obviously they were against Louisville, which is terrible. But um, you know he he showed some good good things there. I, I kind of like him as my sleeper top three, um, and we'll see how the the way too early call goes. Getting that Lane Kiffin love, I like it off the board. I, I hey let's 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 make some real money here. I I like it a lot. All right, pressure's on here, guys. Big bite. Y'all are offensive linemen. This is uh, this is the moment of truth here. We got one that's got food, and and one that's just uh, I think fun. But uh, would you rather? 
is the question. Have a teammate compete in the mayo eating contest, which looks just straight nasty. Uh, although I do like mayo on my sandwiches uh, with a little mustard. Or would you want you would you want a teammate eating that mayo? Or would you want a teammate doing the milk crate challenge? There's our guy Juju. Uh, who got a lot of flack for that. I'm like, he's an NFL player. The dude can do a milk crate challenge, but maybe maybe that's just too risky for you guys right before the season. Would you rather him eating mayo, putting on the weight, or doing the milk crate? Uh, Nick, you're shaking your head, so go ahead. You're having a reaction. Yeah, uh, the milk crate challenge is so stupid. Like, you, I've seen so many videos of people, you know, damn near breaking their back. Like, it, it's, it's just stupid. So, uh, for me, as a teammate, I'd much rather see some guy eat way too much mayo and just throw up and be done with it whereas you do the milk crate challenge you fall off you break your ankle you're out for the season um that that one's easy for me because I, I i mean i don't know who started that but it is so absurd it's ridiculous <laughs> I, I i agree with you that i agree with you Nick. first of all where are all these milk crates coming from like i haven't seen right? milk crates in years then all of a sudden they're just popping up at walmart for sale or something man where are all these crates coming from but to your point, man, people are getting seriously injured doing this milk crate challenge. And I wouldn't want one of my teammates to break a back, ankle, whatever, concussion, whatever it might be, uh, trying to do that dumb challenge, man. <laughs> so so take the mail down and, and uh, you know, and, and, you know, and that's it for me. So just, just for clarity's sake, if, if given the choice between the two, you guys would do the mail challenge? Oh, no, I'm doing neither. I'm doing uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing either of them, but uh, for a teammate, I'd much rather see him, you know, just pound mayo, which sounds disgusting. I mean, I, I'm not in favor of that one either, but at least they would just, you know, they'd have an upset stomach for a little bit where you do the milk crate challenge. And, you know, like we said, you break a back, break an ankle, you know, blow out your knee, you're done for the year. So um, I'd much rather a teammate do the mayo I am doing neither of them, guaranteed. Neither. Neither. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Gentlemen, we have done it. The the first ever episode of Big Man Bets. We're going to be with you every single 17 weeks of your new NFL schedule. By the way, do you guys mind the extra week in the season? Was it not enough for you all to have to get ready 16 times nick weren't you on friday wearing your robe and walking around jets facilities with your slippers and getting massages and drinking tea to get through the season i'm orlando i'm sure you were doing your own thing here but absolutely yeah listen friday was spa day uh you had to get yourself right get the body right uh, ready to go for sunday um you know adding an extra game i'm not a fan of it uh as a player as a fan pretty excited for to have another another game to to watch and enjoy so um, I see both sides, but uh, the player side of me hates it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we are here week one. You waited all off season for it. Looking forward to uh, seeing what everybody who we teed up today, especially uh, Thursday night. And if can, can Tampa get off to a good start, but the, the rest of it, uh, hey, the Rams on Sunday night, the Jets with an interesting matchup against your former quarterback, by the way, uh, which he never got the best of it uh, in New York, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how he looks. Like, I, I want the Jets to win, but you know, as, as a player, I want to see Sam do well. And and by the way, good luck to your to your Buckeyes this weekend. I don't really mean that, but I'll say it anyway because it's uh, <laughs> it's it's your show. It's Big Man Bets. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it, and we will see you next week. <laughs>